Ukraine is a very uh, friendly country with friendly people. We try to help uh, foreigners help each other. And even we have uh, this conflict with Russia, uh, there is no, uh, in fact, uh, safety issues within the Ukraine, in our central Ukraine, western Ukraine. So it's, you can uh, freely go to the Lviv. Uh, it's a uh, western <laughs> capital, let's say, of Ukraine or Kiev capital or any other city. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help clean the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine. And thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranking number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in Switzerland, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom, top 30 in the Netherlands, top 25 on Apple Russia, and top 20 on Apple Poland. My guest today is Andriy Milashenko from the Kiev Polytechnic Institute to the Glushkov Institute of Cybernetics of NAS Ukraine, where he received his PhD from the Ukrgaz Bank to Ukrainian Property Group to be in a technology partner within the AWS Partner Network at the Clinician, where he is a certified Amazon Web Services solutions architect and he has an aws certificate certified security specialty with deep expertise in building both classical cloud-based and serverless architectures andri how are you today and that was a mouthful but i like what is happening here i have to ask i know usually i will ask about your life but i have another question first how are you today yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> we have a great uh, uh, time to, uh, right now in Ukraine because there is a lot of opportunities that are open for us uh, in technology 
sphere also because there is no need to travel and you can travel virtually with virtual appointment and thank you for your podcast and for promoting ukraine uh, and uh, me also as uh, one of enthusiasts for the digital sphere and digital representative of the ukrainian nation thank you and yes i believe and like some other guests spoke about that IT in many ways is the, what is creating the middle class in Ukraine. He was saying that normally in Ukraine, there is only really poor people or really, really rich people. And the middle class is now being created through the IT profession. What is your comment on this since I sense you want to say something? Uh, yes, uh, I fully agree with you because right now there is not a lot of opportunities in Ukraine when you can uh be a middle became a middle class uh, with only knowledge and effort that you can apply to your career so for their uh, hard working job there is a lot of oligarchs in ukraine unfortunately and even if you work hard uh, on your job there is no opportunities to gain more money or get promoted to the to your job and this is why IT opened you uh, the, another world when your uh, knowledge, your hard work uh, can uh, transform in your raising up to the middle class and stay here and uh, work and live comfortably in Ukraine. Uh, because in my opinion, uh, Ukraine has a lot of uh, pluses like nature, uh, like uh, people. Uh, but uh, this uh, post-Soviet Union heritage, unfortunately, gives us a lot of headaches in terms of go government, management class, etc. But IT br brings uh, this link to the developed world and gives more hope <laughs> to the young people uh, that they can reach uh, much higher uh, in their uh, job opportunities uh, being an IT specialist. Thank you. And then I have to ask something, because you mentioned that you can use your knowledge and specialty and expertise. And another guest that I released the interview with is Yevgen, who is a lawyer, and he said a similar thing where when as a lawyer, you can specialize and build expertise in something that not many people have, you become very, very valuable. And Konstantin, who I interviewed previously and who is a developer, but he started as a, a machine engineer and he said his understanding of the hardware allows him to become a much better developer than people who studied to become developers and it's a unique ability. Well, to you, how do you view it? Let's say a Ukrainian student is listening right now. They want to have a skill that is difficult to find. How can they think about it? How can they approach it? And how can they know or get a sense of something that if they become deeply knowledgeable about, they can have more opportunities than becoming the average standard IT person? Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, you're fully right that uh, IT currently goes beyond the simple programming languages. It goes to Internet of Things, and you need to know how the things are working to, to, to make programs for these things. 
and etc. So it, it's much, much more complicated uh, thing right, right now than it was 10 years, 15 years ago. And for the student, the easiest way and the first must have to be IT professional is to know English well. You even need only reading skills, but you should listen, read a lot of English literature and English resources that brings you an idea how to deal with technologies. And one of the best things to search for uh, our conference, IT conference, I liked very uh, Aureli Media resources for their books and conferences that gives a, a huge uh, amount of insights on where the industry is going. So right now it's a cloud technologies and all services like machine learning, artificial intelligence, serverless uh, technologies, etc. that uh, gives a new boost to the businesses and brings value to the businesses. And it's a technology part. But another part, maybe it's more important for the student to understand that technology, it's, uh, it can be a toy and not an instrument. And the key uh, enabler for the technology is to bring value to the business. So before they would like to use some fancy tooling for the, the, this business, there is a need to understand will this tool or technology bring value to the business and to their customers because it's more and more uh, valuable for their companies and technology companies to understand how to bring this value via digitalization. And right now the IT also starts to be um, uh, like a Lego uh, uh, Lego profession when you need to know a lot of building blocks and how to combine them to bring as far as you can value to the businesses. This why reading a lot of literature in English and uh, listening to podcasts as yours uh, is one of the source uh, to understand where the, the industry is going. And the next step is to follow these trends. And the third one is to use real life projects. So without real um, experience to build this value for the end users, for, for money, without money, uh, there is, uh, it, it's very hard for young student to become a pro professional. And when I was a, a lecturer on the National Kiev Polytechnic Institute, my core ideas and core practical uh, task for the students was based on the national registries of Ukraine. So in Ukraine, we have this e-government uh, stuff and uh, this e-government stuff has a very good documentation how it works and trying to build uh, even sample, sample database with uh, demographic registries gives a good sense of what it is uh, to build um, a real uh, IT system. And this real task also gives you understanding that uh, writing down this task for the IT professional rather hard, rather hard. Thank you. I'm hearing many things, but two that stand out is what Peter Drucker talked about in the effective executive, which you spoke about as whether something will add value to the business or not. He speaks about it as there is something called busy work, which doesn't add anything. 
and there is valuable work. And that is what the effective executive should be focused on and thinking about doing rather than being busy with things that don't add value. And there is a phrase there that I love very much, which he says, there is no bigger waste than to do efficiently what shouldn't be done at all. So that's one thing. <laughs> the other one is from the yes. book called Deep Work by uh, Carl Newport. And one of the chapters is called A Life of, I mean, he, he talks about something he calls a life of projects, that by learning, it's not about theory, that being a consumer is not as valuable as being a creator. And you learn much more from projects, which is also what uh, Yevgen uh, to told about in his interview, the lawyer that when he was a student of law, he didn't, it wasn't the same as being a practitioner. It was very different. He learned much more and it was not what he expected really because real work is different than theory. Or as they say, in theory, there is no difference between theory and, pra and practice. But in practice, there is a difference between theory and practice. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a yes, thing. you're right. And to ask you now more about you personally, two things. One, how was it you growing up to be the person that you are? Because now you speak English very well. And as me, someone who lived in Ukraine for a while, I noticed that many people, although they learn English for more than a decade, they feel a bit shy or timid or don't really practice it much to speak it. So you spoke about listening to podcasts, watching maybe webinars now since we're virtual or workshops and seminars. But also, did you grow up in the western part of Ukraine, the eastern part? And was there a moment that made you think, I will choose IT, IT is the way for me, and you decided that this is the right profession for you. I know that's a lot. Whatever is seems to be a good thing to talk about, please answer. Yes, no, 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 not, it's not a lot. Uh, I think I was lucky uh, in, in, in many ways. So the first one, uh, I grew up in Kiev, in the capital of Ukraine in the heart of the Kiev, and I was like in terms that uh, my school uh, was um, has, has a speciality in English. So from the, my early childhood, I already spoke in English and made this basis for the further development of my English skills. And uh, maybe ne next step after the school, university, it was a job and working with United States of America, New Zealand, Australia, Singapore in international projects gives you ability to talk because it's very hard for the beginner to start talking and talking with their people who is a native speaker. You try to learn a lot of English words from them. Also, uh, I spent a lot of time for the last decade listening to their uh, conference, uh, podcast, learning courses, etc. So for the year, for one year, I assume I listened to one terabyte of video data, uh, different videos, and maybe this also gives me ability to... Uh, one second, one second. I have to ask. So one terabyte of data, did you listen to it at 200% while you were doing other things? 
or did you focus listen to it at one no. act? Yes, uh, so but, uh, I, I'm focusing. So I, I, there is no uh, uh, value in listening in the background for this IT conference. Uh, this terabyte of data gives me uh, comes easy because I'm trying to listen in 1.5 speed. So it's not a standard speed; it's much faster. And some uh, uh, sometimes I'm skipping some some parts of the videos that I'm not interested in. But mainly about 18-17% of the videos uh, I'm, I'm watching and listening in focus. Because in other, uh, there is no value for these videos. And in IT, uh, this really, as I mentioned, uh, media work group, they give so, con so detailed and so uh, good material for the IT specialist that every minute gives you some knowledge, some understanding, and, and you should uh, focus on these statements because it's very critical to understand the whole picture, but not the frag fragments of them. Uh, and just one second. Do you mm -hmm. have, there is something called speed of implementation and learning, which means the faster you try to apply something you learn, the more you will learn it, especially in that after that Eureka realization moment did you have like some mini practice or maybe these seminars and courses and trainings have mini um, practices or exercises to do each time because i'm trying to understand the way you learn because it's very valuable some people they just listen like i said in the background or even they listen and they're like wow that's important but then they go do something else and often that gets lost do you take notes do you do some exercises? Do you have a project always happening that you always try to apply what you learn to? Or how does it work? Uh, yes, you're right. So uh, I'm trying to solve our existing uh, problems and issues. So um, uh, on the clinician, the clinician company that I work for right now, uh, let's say I have a head of uh, a head of uh, innovation labs. We don't have innovation labs. We ha we called it uh, Fortnite Wednesdays. And on this Fortnite Wednesday, the main idea is to introduce a new technology, a new approach to solve our existing uh, problems and issues. And this is why uh, we have uh, uh, come to some issue on problem building uh, different projects in, in the healthcare. And I'm trying by learning to solve, I'm trying to solve these issues and problems by learning. And then I'm also uh, try to apply this new knowledge to our existing problem. And then uh, on this Fortnite Wednesday, trying to promote this new technology and on new approach that will give us more benefits uh, for us as a company. And this approach uh, br brings <laughs> new ideas for our other members of our company. So, for example, right now we use agile technology to build uh, our uh, schedule and development process. Uh, but uh, my colleague find out that Kanban fits better for our uh, development process. And right now I'm fin finalizing them, finishing the Kanban course. And I like it very much because it hits all our, of our pain points. And I'm also taking notes and then I will be prepared for our Fortnite Wednesdays 
when I will talk to our colleagues how we will uh, move from the agile approach to the Kanban approach and benefits and caveats that we need to take a note while going to the Kanban because it's not a simple board, it's really the techniques that we should apply to be more effective. So this why this learning, it's not um, like a flood, uh, the process like a flood. There is a concrete aim for my learning to solve concrete problems that currently I have or I am interested in. So I'm always try to finish my learning course by doing some project. Uh, it's a toy project, it's a production project, but, but in the end there is a real outcome that gives me ability to understand that this technology is valuable or not. I love what you're saying because it reminds me of those really good courses where in the beginning they tell you, think first two things. What is your goal that you want out of this training? And what is the situation in your life that you need to apply to this? So you're automatically doing that. And I love Kanban. I use it. I always try to reduce my whip or work in progress because work extends to unlimited potentials like that uh, Parkinson's law where anything, anytime you give for any task, it will take the full time. And you add to that the student syndrome and you find that most people do the end of, uh, of they do in the end most of the work. If I can recommend to you, there are two mm -hmm. books, one, one called um, Getting Results the Agile Way by J.D. Mayer, who used to be in Microsoft in charge of multiple projects, but his blog is much better than the book. So if you read the blog, you have all uh, the value that is there. And in it, he's trying to combine both Kanban with the, the best from Agile, with the best from uh, like those big rocks kind of productivity ways. And that is absolutely super valuable. I like what you're doing. And now on a more personal level, you work a lot, you learn a lot. I love learning too. But to you, as someone living in Kiev, does the city, at least before Corona, offer you a lot of opportunities to relax, let go of your mind? What did you like to do just to let go and forget all troubles and problems? And often that's what opens creativity. Ideas come when you least expect them, when you're doing something else. Uh, yes. So in Kiev, there is a lot of um, opportunities for you to relax uh, and uh, take your time. Uh, so uh, uh, I like uh, cycling. You know, this way in Kiev, we have a rather big uh, zone of the forest uh, within our uh, river, Dnipro River. And this why the, the majority of time uh, in spring, summer, I'm trying to be uh, to, to cycle uh, within the Kiev. Uh, but uh, also there is a more conservative, let's say, ways to spend your time like uh, cinema, theaters, etc. Because I have uh, my little daughter, 10 years old, uh, we like to go to the different cafeteria, go to the theaters, uh, opera, etc. So there is a lot of places that you can visit, visit in Kiev. There is also nightclubs, but it's not my taste. Uh, and also there is a lot of uh, different kinds of uh, um, 
meetups in IT sphere uh, on different different topics. So you can find out any anything on your taste within the Kiev. So there is a rather developed infrastructure for this stuff. I love that, and I have to ask now, as a parent, do you find that Kiev is a great city to raise your little daughter in the way you wish? Is it a great city for families and children to grow up now in 2021 and beyond? So I'm not, I don't know, I'm just asking you since you have experience. And since you spoke about meetups in IT, what do you think about Clubhouse, if you know about it? And that it seems to be now popular within the IT spheres in the world as well as in Ukraine? Uh, unfortunately, I don't know about Clubhouse yet. Uh, maybe I will uh, Google for it and visit it. Uh, but for, for Okay, one the... second. I will tell you what it is because there mm -hmm. are so many things called Clubhouse. But it's an, a new invitation-only application where people can have conferences through audio that are leaving like audio messages that disappear and they have different topics that they speak about whether it's photography uh, uh, it mm -hmm. things like that and therefore because it's invitation only the people invite other good people and it attracted a lot of competent it professionals who can speak about a problem and each person will from all over the world will uh, supply their experience and solution but because the messages disappear after some time, then it's like a conference that happens and then there, it goes away. So uh, it, it, anyway, this is what it happens. And in the IT spheres in Ukraine, many are there so they can invite you if that is your kind of thing. And please comment on raising your daughter and raising children and families in Kiev. Uh, yeah, back to the daughter. Thank you about Clubhouse. Um, it's an interesting thing. So raising the daughter, in my opinion, for the child, it's a, a good place to raise your chi child because there is a lot of um, uh, different places to go with your child. And uh, also we have a rather good uh, base, basic education for the, your child. But the main drawback, in my opinion, is a higher education. So nevertheless, uh, Ukraine states that, that there is a lot of higher education institution in Ukraine and they educate a lot of students within the engineering specialty, IT, etc. Uh, because uh, the funding of this institution is very, very low. So, for example, a uh, lecturer in one of the biggest uh, technical universities is Kyiv uh, Polytechnical Institute. Uh, the salary for the lecturer is about two, three hundred uh, US dollars. So for this salary, uh, and uh, in comparison, uh, junior programmer in uh, Kiev can own one thousand or fifty hundred US dollars. So these uh, salaries uh, uh, gives, unfortunately, negative effect on the quality of education and. Uh, uh, there, this culture, IT culture within the Kiev and uh, other big cities in, in Ukraine uh, maybe helps uh, junior uh, students and uh, IT specialists to grow up within this, uh, uh, within this meetup, let's say, 
sphere but not uh, in university and university gives a very small boost for the your career unfortunately this is why uh, we are trying to search for um, uh, international universities to to go after the school uh, and about the meetups uh, i tried to make talks for the meetups it meetups but right now in ukraine my main focus is uh, working with uh, our government uh, uh, in the field of integration of Ukraine to the digital single market or European digital single market. So Europe right now gives a very big uh, uh, effort into building their internal digital economy and uh, it brings a lot of uh, government tooling on top of uh, these efforts and Ukraine as a, a country that tries also to be a member just to be, to became a member of the European Union uh, it uh, tries to implement this tooling on the in the Ukraine so right now there is a lot of projects going on in building this digital economy and international trade digital trade between Ukraine and uh, Europe and it, this sphere very, very specific it, it um, overlaps between legal sphere IT sphere and there is not a lot of meetups yet IT meetups that is interesting in this kind of technologies and this is why I'm trying to record my webinars or my um, uh, talks in different in different events where I talk about this stuff, but not uh, deep, uh, deep, uh, going deep dive into the IT caveats of, I don't know, applying AWS to your project. This is why I have another <laughs> another shift uh, for their, for their, my interest. So if I understood correctly, you are, like you said, had another shift in your interest because you're focusing now on working with the government of the Ukraine to integrate it into the unified or integrated um, IT connected system that is both legal and IT and economic as well with Europe. So it will be a deeper integration within the whole technology system that the whole Europe is integrating with each other and Ukraine will enter into that. Did I understand correctly? Yes, if... yes, yes, yes. You're, 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 you're correct. So it was harder for me, sorry, uh, to describe no. all these uh, moving parts. Uh, but yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And to ask you, as someone who probably worked with businesses before, I'm not saying to comment anything on the government in that way, but how is it working with the government? Is it different than working with businesses? Is it now really like everyone is motivated and it feels like a youthful, nimble kind of thing? Or it still has some of those relics of the past from uh, a bit of bureaucracy and slowness, like without criticizing or saying anything too um, specific in general? How is it working in the private, with the private sector versus the government in Ukraine? Uh, in my opinion, it's very different, dif different uh, because private sector has this approach when they build objectives and try to reach these objectives uh, with their existing resources. And in government sphere, there is um, 
there is no limitation of resources and time resources. So in, from the, on the one side, you do not have some uh, obligations <laughs> because there is a lack of control, public control on the government work. And on the other side, there is a, a very strict rules within Ukraine, Ukrainian government. So unfortunately, our people like to punish government for different stuff. They do not think that we need to develop this infrastructure, bring, bring this service. They would like to have, hey, this, they, uh, um, <laughs> they didn't nothing for these past five years. Let, let, uh, let a new uh, government punish old go- government. And uh, this philosophy uh, brings slowness to these processes within the government. Uh, and I'm trying to be a mediator between the government and public and private sector, uh, not public, uh, between the not government organizations, private sector and government as a public sector and trying to uh, describe for each party the rules uh, within the sphere. So the business needs the, some tooling right here, right now, without waiting for five, three years. Government needs uh, direct rules or laws which will give them ability to build this tooling. Non-government organization also needs to understand the value for the infrastructure that we're building, for example, these digital single market tools and how they work. So I'm trying to be in the middle of different um, uh, objectives of different parties and bring them together to to get this uh, uh, objective of digital e-trade between Ukraine and uh, EU. So it's rather hard because each party lives in their world with their own rules and you should understand their rules and how to play within their, with, these, with these different rules to get the objective done. Thank you. I'm hearing there you speaking about stakeholder management and you mentioned something which in French it's called uh, the problem of la continuation de l'État or the continuation of the state where each new minister to show that they're bringing something new, they stop or destroy previous initiatives. And that is not good for the state because it should be like the state is going on and continuing forever because many initiatives take longer than five years to complete. But when a new government comes and, like you said, punishes the previous one, all that work is going to waste and you have to restart again from each uh, part. And that is not good. The state should continue no matter the governments, because the state should work for the benefit of the people and the future 100 year plan and 25 year plan rather than uh, trying to be a bit more like more demagogic where you yes. come <laughs> anyway do you have any of uh, concluding words about ukraine to share to someone who never visited or someone who doesn't understand it what is ukraine and life in ukraine and if people want to connect with you and communicate with you which links are your your like preferred links uh, yes, so for about Ukraine. So Ukraine is very uh, friendly country with friendly people. We try to help uh, foreigners help each other, 
and even we have this conflict with Russia, uh, there is no, uh, in fact, uh, safety issues within the Ukraine, in our central Ukraine, western Ukraine. So it's, you can uh, freely go to the Lviv, uh, it's a uh, western <laughs> capital, let's say, of Ukraine, or Kiev capital, or any other city. And in Ukraine, there is a lot of beautiful nature and very good food. So being in Europe, uh, there is no country, in my opinion, that gives uh, you such great food uh, as Ukraine. So if you want to have, uh, if you like nature and good food, please <laughs> uh, visit the Ukraine. And also keep in mind that uh, Kiev is one of, uh, is the capital of Kiev. Uh, Russ is uh, one of the oldest um, states in the world, so we also have a rather deep history and also have very interesting culture that uh, I, I assume will be interesting for the foreigners. And about my context, uh, so I'm present uh, in the Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter as a Java task. Java is a programming language, Java task is a task. And please feel free to contact me. I'm open to any new connections and it will be interesting for me to gain a new, new friends and new links via any social, social networks. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I learned a lot, enjoyed it very much. And I wish you an absolutely great day. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And it was also a pleasure for me to talk to you.